Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Pastor Greg Locke. Greg is a well-known evangelist that has traveled the world preaching the gospel. He is also the founder of Global Vision Bible Church in Tennessee. His church operates under one simple principle. You can't outgive God. Pastor Greg is a sought-after conference speaker, author, and social media personality. He and his wife work hand-in-hand in the ministry of reaching those who are hurting, broken, and forgotten. Pastor Greg is well-known on his social media pages for his support of hardline conservative values. He has a lot of followers on Facebook and Instagram, and even has over 300,000 followers on TikTok, where he shares a lot of his views on those hardline topics. As a father of six kids, he shares how much he loves his children and how he loves how they participate so much with his church. He also shares that his children can see the pr- that he practices what he preaches at home. Please welcome Pastor Greg Locke to Dad Up. Well, Greg, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. I'm excited to hear about your dad experiences and also about what you're doing. Uh, I've been following you for a while and, and appreciate your content. And um, so I am thankful and honored that you're on this call with me. Appreciate it. Very much. I'm honored to be on the call. Cool. Um, well, for my listeners that don't know much about you, can you do me a favor? Just kind of give me a little bit of back, background about yourself and about what you do and also um, about your family and how many kids you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pastor Greg Locke, and uh, I'm the lead pastor and also the founding pastor of Global Vision Bible Church just outside of Nashville. And I've been here uh, about 13 years ago. I started the church. i had been on the road for about almost 11 years uh, as an evangelist, just all over the world. 46 states and 15 countries and just felt burdened to come home and start the church. And uh, it's doing super well. Most people that that know a lot about us, it's more of a a social media driven because of our Facebook and TikTok and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I have six kids, four of which are in the house, and two of them have a birthday today, a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old. Oh, cool. Well, cool. You got two kids with birthdays today, so... Uh, you took the liberty of, of taking my call. Well, that's great. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so 13 years, and you've been an evangelist for a while. Um, how was that experience? You traveled all over the country, all over the world. So how was that experience? It was good. I, I really enjoyed it. Now, because of social media, I kind of got what I have called the best of both worlds because I pastor a great church and a growing church. But, you know, because of Facebook and stuff, we can kind of go when we want, where we want, and just have great crowds and great responses. And so I enjoy it. Uh, I'm, I'm a pastor at heart, but I do like to get out and evangelize and, you know, preach meetings and things. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you're, you're, you are um, outspoken, so you, 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 you preach the truth, and sometimes that, that's not taken very well. Um, uh, how, I mean, does that, does that bother you? To, I mean, how do you respond to that? It, it doesn't bother me. You know, our church is used to it. My wife, our kids, we're very, very used to it. We do live in that viral video world, if you will. And so because of that, we get a lot of threats. We get a lot of pushback. Uh, you know, we, we never thought that we would be in that type of a light. I never thought to be Internet famous, as it were. But it's really grown our church. It's deepened our people. I, I tell folks all over the country, somebody's just looking for a voice. And I just happen to be that voice. And I pray God continues to use me and and allows me to be that voice. But it does, it, it can cause some uh, some difficulties and some very sticky situations with our safety team at church sometimes. Right. right. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm, I'm glad you're uh, 
um, preaching what you believe, and um, it, it truly is nice to see. So um, I thank you for that. Yes, sir. Now, uh, about your dad role, you got six kids, and uh, two of them have birthdays today. What do you enjoy most about being a dad? You know, I really enjoy having my kids involved with me in ministry. Uh, they all love it. They all enjoy it. You know, it's just, it's just our life day to day. You know, I try to keep as much of the church world out of our home as possible, but our kids just love our people. They, they love my wife and I, you know, pastoring. They, they love being involved. They love to travel with me, especially when I go to the, the controversial stuff. They think there's going to be some danger. And uh, they really enjoy <laughs> that. Cool. But I just enjoy having my kids as a, as a part of the ministry. They're, they're as much a part as, as my wife and I are. And I think they like it. And they enjoy growing up in it. And so we make it fun. We don't make it vicious. You know, I don't allow people to, you know, be mean and spirited to my kids. I got to keep them out of the whole political part of, of our church. Our people know my kids are just like your kids. And so I try to take that pressure off of them. And they love the ministry because of it. So I think that's one of the my favorite part with my kids is just watching them grow up in our church. That's awesome. Now, um, so you've been blessed with kids that, that really enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, you know, my experience, at least in, in some of the you know friends and stuff that I've had, they have kids, you know, they may have grown up in the church, but once they hit their teenage years, they kind of start to drift and, and you know, they teenagers think they know everything. So they just want to, kind of do their own thing or they're kind of rebellious against going to church. Uh, how do you, what do you, how do you respond to that as far as from a parenting side? What would you tell parents that are kind of facing that um, situation? Yeah. You know, I think it happens to a lot. I think the statistic is 75% of most pastors, kids grow up and never go back to church or at least have an avert the church and, you know, denominationalism or whatever. But I think again, our, our kids are just so different because, it's not just all that they know. It's just that we make it fun and we try to take the sting out of it. We don't show them all the, you know, they know there's a bitter backdrop. The, the different thing with, with me and my wife is because we are so uh, social media driven, it's kind of fun for our kids because, you know, there's not a lot of kids that get to say, hey, my dad's a famous pastor. And so everywhere we go, they're like, oh, you need to wear a mask, dad. And so, you know, we'll go on a trip and they'll be like, look how many people recognize you, you know, at this restaurant today, you know, type of thing. And so it's kind of fun. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I never understood the whole TikTok world and my kids got me into that. And so even more so than Facebook or Instagram, my kids are like, oh, my dad's TikTok famous, you know. And so to them, it's just it's just fun. And so, you know, it's not that they're not teenagers and they don't have hard times. One of the things that that hurts me that they're better at than I am is my kids have lost a lot of friends because of my political involvement and because of our church being so, you know, averse to crazy stuff. And so my kids just rock on with it. And I mean, they get unfriended and they have people make fun of them. We homeschool all of them now, but when they were in public school, you know, that was a big deal for them. But to watch, you know, for example, my almost 18 year old daughter be like, you know what, I'm just standing with the Lord and I'm standing with my dad. And you believe what you want to, but I know who my dad is behind closed doors, and you can you can say what you will, but I love him, and I'm going to stick with him. So unfriendly, whatever. So to watch my kid have that loyalty, it's, it's really been beautiful. It's been harder for me than it has been for them, because my kids have really given up a lot because of my vocalness, but now they're mm-hmm. becoming just as vocal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's a, tr- that's a, that's a credit to you and your wife, for sure. Um, that's awesome. Um, that's very cool. Now, when it comes to challenges, though, um, obviously they ha- they face those challenges of uh, you know kind of losing friends or being disconnected with people because of your uh, outspokenness. Yeah. But 
what kind of challenges do you face as a dad? Uh, you know, I feel like I'm an Uber driver. <laughs> My kids, all of the, they all have different things they like to do. They're all, you know, different jobs, different, you know, activities and desires and for friends. So I feel like I'm running hither and yon. One of them drives, one of them almost drives, you know, today he's 16, Hudson Taylor. And so, you know, sometimes that can be a little bit of a, of a logistical nightmare, getting everybody where they need to be. But again, we just make it fun and we make it happy. My kids are super independent. And, and one of the challenges that my wife and I have is, is dialing that back in because they'll make 50 plans. All of them will make plans to do something all at different times with different people. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to have a family meeting about this. And so the dynamic of them being so independent and so just kind of footloose and fancy free can, can be a little bit uh, dominating to me at times because I like to have a little bit more control over the situation, but they're, they're really great kids. They do stupid stuff like everybody's kids, mm-hmm. but they're fun to dad. They're, they're fun to be a dad too. And that makes, I think a big difference. Oh, that's cool. What are the ages of your kids? Again? Uh, so 18, 16, 14, 13, Twelve and eight. <laughs> wow. If I did that right in my head, <laughs> the, the little girl uh, is is eight, and then the other girl is eighteen. So two two bookends uh, are the girls, and the boys are, are crammed into the middle, and then three dogs and a parakeet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I have two boys myself. Um, I, I've got I've got a twenty one year old and an eighteen year old. My eighteen year old's about to graduate high school. I'm not sure quite sure how they're gonna do that yet with everything that's going on. And <laughs> and my twenty one year old goes to uh, Grand Canyon University in uh, in Phoenix. Hi. Um and he'll be graduating in December. He'll graduate six months early, which is nice. So, so how do they play sports? They do, they do. I have one that's a super baseball star, a couple of the other ones just kinda like uh we have like a little flag football league in town, you know, that they like. Uh, the rest of them, they don't really like. They like Fortnite. That's about it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, my boys are, my boys have grown up in sports. It's one of the, one of the things that my parents, my parents, my wife and I wanted to, wanted to instill in them is that, you know, these, these extra activities that they have. We wanted them to enjoy not only um, being social with other people, but learning something at the same time. We didn't care if it was an instrument, a sport. You know, whatever it was, and they chose sports, they gravitated towards sports, and I had the liberty, the luxury, I should say, of um, being able to coach them all the way from they were four years old all the way through high school. So right now, I'm the assistant coach on my younger son's varsity basketball team at his high school, so I've been there for a couple years. So it's been nice to have that involvement um, through their whole lives. And it's funny, I kind of hope that, you know, they would – because of my involvement that they would kind of carry that on with their own kids. Sure. And um, they both expressed an interest in interest in uh, continuing to coach for, for, you know, younger kids or their own kids when they do have them. So yeah. Um, have, you, have you had the luxury of being able to coach? I mean, I know you're busy, but yeah, no, but it's interesting that you asked that because one of the organic things that has happened is uh, I, I'm a cyclist. I love to cycle even more so mountain bike. And I do a lot of, I say a lot, I used to do more than I do now, but like really big endurance races on the mountain bike. And I never pushed my kids into it, but they've got all into this thing. Now, even, even my girls where, 
you know, they're wanting bikes and they're riding with me and they're training with me for some of these big overnight rides that I do and stuff like that. And so that's cool to kind of watch them because they've seen how cycling has really freed me and really opened me up in my prayer life and just helped me spend a lot of time with the Lord and just, you know, just help my mind. It's, it's the thing that I do that keeps me from going crazy. And all my kids are kind of falling into that. They're like, oh, you know, we want to cycle with dad. We want to go out and ride, you know. And so that's kind of cool to watch. And so from that standpoint, I kind of coach them. But other than that, I never grew up in sports. I was never good at it. And um, I'll be 44 this month. And when I was like 39 years old, I just hopped on a bike and said, I'm going to try it. Just fell in love with endurance cycling. And so it was kind of organic. And so all the kids are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ride the dad. So that's cool. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah, my boys, I'm a runner. So I like, I enjoy running. And, and one okay. of the reasons I enjoy running is I, I like to, you know, just kind of let my mind just kind of wander and hear my music and just kind of, I call it my me time. Yep. And um, I can't, I can't get them to go running with me. <laughs> <laughs> they have no interest. In, now they're basketball players too, so they should be running. But uh, yeah, so they have no interest in running. But um, when it comes to you know balancing the needs of your kids with those in your congregation, how do you do that? Uh, that, that is a hard one because you know a lot of times, and even in the early days, I found that sometimes pastors' kids get ignored because we're so concerned about helping everybody else's kids. And I would find myself in the early days, especially showing up at everybody else's children's ball games and not going to my own kids' ball games. And I had to get to a place where I let my kids know, you know what? You come first. You are number one. You're the, you're the best kids we got in this church. You know, you're the apple of the youth group and the whole deal. And so our congregation knows, as I said earlier, kind of in the introduction, that our kids are just like their kids. We're not putting any extra pressure. They already live in a in a you know glass bowl, as it were, and even more so because of my social media persona. And so I let our folks know, look, don't expect anything more of my kids. I don't put that pressure on them or the ministry. And, and I think that's helped us a lot. And it's helped our kids to understand that church is fun. And church is not just a dad thing. It's not just a dad and mom thing. It is a family thing. And, and that's allowed us to understand that our, the people in our church, they love them. Because they know we're not going to put up with any foolishness and any fanfare. You know, if you're not going to talk down to everybody else's kids, don't talk down to mine. And we fostered that atmosphere. And because of that, our kids just fall right in line. and they, they love the church. You know, even like Wednesday night, like this is our first Wednesday night last evening back in the building. We've been doing drive-in services. And last evening we went back in. And then my kids just, they show up. They're passing out the prayer request. You know, you know, my, my third, the one that turned 13 today, he's like, hey, Dad. I got some friends coming this weekend, and if it ain't on fire, I'm going to jump up and take the mic from you. You know, they just love it. You know, <laughs> they just they love being a part of what the Lord's doing here. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, when I spoke to um, your assistant, Stephanie, uh, she had mentioned something about um, being back in the building. So mm-hmm. that's cool that you guys are able to do that. Now, now, when you guys were out of the building, you guys, you guys were, I'm sure, doing online services somehow? So we, we were doing online for Wednesday just because uh, I do a lot of lives on Facebook anyhow, but we've actually had services the entire time. When, when the fallout kind of first started, we stayed in the building for the first few weeks, and then we've, been, we've done drive-in church for like the last seven weeks or something like that. And it's been interesting. And so now on Wednesdays, we are back in the building. for We have a, a prayer meeting that we're really big on, but we're staying outside for a while. And we're only doing it now because we have grown so much outdoors that we don't know how to get everybody back in the building. <laughs> so it's a good problem. And that so is, we're going to outdoors. That is first. a good problem. Yes. Right. We've probably grown by two or 250 people in the parking lot. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. That's awesome. 
Now, uh, you have a wide range of ages, uh, and I'm sure, well, as you know, disciplining uh, our kids is important and required if we want them to be grow up to be obedient. But you have such a wide range that um, discipline, the, the style of discipline would change from, from age to age. So, But overall, how do you and your wife deal with the discipline side of things? Uh, you know, it can be difficult at times, and you, you know as well as I do as a dad that each kid is different. You know, their individuality is just night and day, all of them. But one thing I found across the board, you know, obviously we believe in, you know, regular discipline. But because we do homeschool and because they are all there for the most part at the same time, you know, as, as odd as it is, you take phones and social media away from kids for a lengthy amount of time, and oh, my goodness, they will mm. – Fuck up, <laughs> and so I, yeah. I can talk to my kids, and they know they know the look, they know the mom looks, the dad looks. But uh, that, that's that's probably the biggest area of discipline that we have. And, and of course, we want to make sure that they're disciplined with what they're seeing and who they're you know contacting. But when we take their stuff away, boom, that's it. I mean, they fall in line, and they'll be in line within 24 hours. But we'll take it away for a week, for months. We don't care, and uh, we're not trying to be their buddies. We're trying to be their parents, and, and our kids all respond just about the same way to that, but we found that's been the best way of discipline. Of course, when they were younger, you know, obviously we believe in spanking and all that. And, uh, you know, we just really never had a lot of disciplinary problems, you know, with the kids. And now, you know, take their car keys or take their phone and they're, they're okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I found the same thing with my boys. Um, and one of the things that, you know, my boys didn't get into a whole lot of trouble. They were, they were, they were good boys. Um, but I felt that that was a tribute to, not only the home that they were being raised in and that they were loved and, and cared for, but also the people they hung out with. So as long as they're around the right people and they have those right influences in their lives, um, it's almost unusual for them to get trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, it seems your kids are pretty involved. Um, I would imagine one, if not more than one, will eventually kind of follow in your in your footsteps do you hope that that happens is that what you're hoping for or do you want them you know to kind of do their own thing i mean you know i would be honored and i would love it if they would we've never pushed it you know but the interesting thing is for some reason the lord a few of them in particular in my mind the lord's just really anointed them and they just they want to do ministry they're, they're doing it now like like my son i, I named him after missionary hudson taylor he's 16 today and I took him to work this morning. He mows grass. You know, he, he was, uh, he grew his hair out. And on Good Friday, he was like our live Jesus on the cross out in the parking lot. And I mean, it just, it, it just went to a whole new level. And I mean, he was all over the news and people loved it. But he told me this morning, I didn't even know it. On Mondays, we have a, a ministry called Iron Men. And it's, it's a great men's ministry. And they all gather together. And he said, hey, dad, he said, uh, this coming Monday, he said, I'm, I'm preaching at Iron Man. And I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah. He's like, weren't you 16 when you started preaching? I'm like, yeah. I said, you kind of jumped the gun on that. That's amazing. I said, are, are you sure? He said, yeah. I've been praying about it. And God gave me a message. And he, he took his own initiative and went to the guy that runs it. And can I speak this? And the guy worked it out. I was like, wow. Praise God. You know, wow. and so, sure for that. You know, and like I said, you know, my 13 year old was like, hey, I'm going to take the mic. If it's not hot enough Sunday, you know, just joking around. My daughter, she works at Dunkin' Donuts. And so we really get along because I love Dunkin' Donuts. But, you know, <laughs> She's almost 18, and, but she, you know, she wants to do mission work, and she loves to go with me on the road when I try, and she likes it when nobody else goes, you know, me, the security guy, and her, you know, she just loves that, and she just talks for hours, and she loves to, you know, just be at the book table or whatever, just meet people, and she just loves that kind of stuff, and so I don't know what they're all going to do. I would be overjoyed if just one of them went to the ministry, 
But the, the way it's going now, it, they all want to. At least they all say they want to. And, I, and we just don't push it at all. And I tell them, you be what God wants you to be. And uh, we're going to raise you the best we can and cut you loose and see what the Lord has. But right now, they're all just talking it up. You know, they're like, you better preach good, Dad, because we're all about to take over. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's so cool, man. That's awesome that they're so involved and so passionate about it. Um, yeah. It's just another another um, attribute that uh, that they have that you've given to them that, that uh, is just a blessing. That's cool. Well, congratulations on that. I, I, it seems that they're heading that way. So they be really prepared, are. Greg. Be prepared. <laughs> uh, now, what do you, you know, if I had to ask your kids, tell me something about your dad, what would you hope your kids would say about you? <laughs> uh, a few things, I guess. I, I guess just right off the rib. I, I, and I think they would say it because I, I hear my kids talk a lot, you know, to their friends and things like that. But that my kids know I live in the house what I preach at the church. And I know we all have a little bit of a hypocritical nature and we all get angry at you know, lose a temper or whatever, but I, I think my kids really see that, and I think that's why it works. I think because they they hear me preach, and then they see me live it in the office. They see me live it in the yard. They see me live it when we're on the road or whatever we're doing, and they're watching God change people's lives, even people in our family that we never thought would come to Christ. We're watching them come to church and worship the Lord, and they've been saved and baptized and raising their hands, and, and they're seeing our testimony work. And so I, I think they realize, you know what? My parents are genuine. They are, they're the real deal. I may have this abrasive personality online, but my kids know who I am. And I, and I think they would be able to say, I would hope that they would be able to say that my dad is the same person at home that he is in that pulpit. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, our kids are watching. It's something I tell yeah. all my dads. Our kids are constantly watching us, regardless of the age that they're at. They're constantly watching us, and you have to live how you, you know, the things that you preach, you have to live it. Whether it's, you know, simple things like doing, you know, being obedient to your work schedule, being obedient to your family, and even the way you treat your spouse yeah. is so important for our kids to witness. Because yes. it not only not only if you're dad to a, to, a, to a girl or a boy, the way you treat your spouse shows them how a lady's to be treated, yeah. and it shows them, it shows your daughter how a lady to be treated and it shows you, it shows your son how you are to treat a lady. So, mm -hmm. um, it's so important. So yeah, they're constantly watching us, but that's cool. Uh, I think they would say the same thing. Greg. I think they would. Yeah. Um, now, uh, final questions. I like to ask all my dads, you know, if you had the secret to raising good kids and I asked you to share that secret with me, uh, what would, what would that secret be to you? I think the biggest thing would be a lot of what you just said. Uh, my kids know that I am passionately in love with my wife and they see, you know, we're not perfect, but we have a good marriage and I thank God for my wife and she's very active and very much a part. You know, even my daughter, you know, she has a boyfriend now and, and, and she does pattern her relationship after how I treat my wife. And so, you know, she told her boyfriend, Hey, you know what? I expect you to open doors for me. <laughs> All of them. I expect you to be kind and, and, you know, pay the bill and inspect the flowers and, you know, and they watch me serve my wife and I'm not perfect. You know, and I've, I've had some real growth along the journey along the way through the years, but you know, God's given me such a passion and such a, a unity and a love uh, with my, her name's Ty, with my wife Ty, that, that my kids see that. And I really think that is the secret to our home to being so happy and so joyful because my kids know that yes, I love them, 
but their mother comes first and I'm going to love her and I'm going to honor her and I'm going to reverence and respect her. And they hear us pray together and read the Bible together. And it's cool for them. And I know just come right into our room and sit right on the edge of the bed and just open up and talk about everything, even our struggles and stuff, because they see us having such a, just such a good love and passion for each other. And I would just encourage anybody, man, that's, that's where it's at. They see us love each other and be such good friends that we can't help but have a happy home. And I think that's the secret to our kids being as joyful in the Lord as they are right now. That's awesome. That's a great answer, Greg. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, very cool. Well, um, for my listeners that kind of want to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, um, kind, of, kind of find you, uh, where, can they, where can they do all that? And then also, uh, what kind of things you have going on this year that you're looking forward to? Yeah, they can, if they just go on, on Facebook, we have a couple of different pages, but if you just look up Pastor Greg Locke, L-O-C-K-E, there'll be a blue check mark uh, that'll pop up. That's our biggest page. And then we have a, a new show page that Facebook gave us that we're starting to do a, a podcast video show on. It's called On Point with Pastor Greg Locke. Or if they want to live stream, you know, whatever we live stream, all of our services, uh, that's Global Vision BC, like Bible Church, globalvisionbc.com. And uh, that's that's our church stuff. And, you know, we do have a lot of going on this year. A few things obviously have been pushed to later in the year uh, with my travels and I'm, I'm doing some freedom rallies and things like that over the summer. But we just have all kind of things going on and just new classes starting. I have no idea how long we're going to be in the parking lot, but our people are seeing it as kind of a summer revival series. And so we're just going to stay out there and, and see what the Lord does. And so there's, you know, there's a lot out there. We just launched a brand new ministry called Lock Media. And so we're signing up other people underneath us that, that want to, make viral videos or that have been censored, you know, conservatively or from their Christian value standpoint. And so it's, it's really beautiful to watch the Lord. Social media for us is just on fire right now. And it's just exciting to be able to have opportunities like this and just to, just to get the message out. And so, you know, they, they find us in a lot of ways. I wouldn't suggest uh, Googling because we have a lot of haters and uh, there's a lot out there on Google. It's just a bunch of nonsense. And, and the Lord's dealing with that as well. But at the end of the day, man, I just thank God for the platform that he's given us. It's humbling. I'm just a country Tennessee preacher. And, and to see the millions of people that we are able to impact with the gospel, it's a, it's a humbling responsibility. And I thank God for it. Well, that's awesome. Um, your summer series sounds great. Um, I will certainly be uh, uh, checking that out. And on also your, um, your online uh, live stream. I will definitely be checking that out my family as well. That's very cool. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Greg, look, it has been a huge honor for me to have you on. Like I said, I've been following you for a while. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate the message that you're spreading out there. And uh, I certainly appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing a little bit of your dad experiences with me. Uh, you definitely represent the data community very well. And um, I wish you all the best, brother. I wish you all the best. Well, thank you so much, my friend. I'll help you any way I can moving forward. All right, Greg. Well, you have a blessed day. You too, man. Thank you. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Pastor Greg Locke for talking with me on Dad Up. Make sure you look him up on his social media accounts and check out his church, Global Vision Bible Church, to see what they're preaching. Greg certainly represents the Dad Up community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions for guests, or would like to be a guest yourself on the show, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Dad Up Podcast. Or you can email me at datuptribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.